After the lull of midwinter, it's time for those of us in the growing business to kick it back up. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of February the 23rd. It is already almost March, and uh, there's a lot to be done here at the farm, and uh, frankly, it's not all getting done. So no, that's, um, that's the unfortunate news. <laughs> this, when we say kicking it back up, uh, that's our inspiration, not our description of what's yeah. going on here. Yes, but we should talk a little bit about what we have been doing. So the winter has been awfully pleasant. Um, we've been using it as a time to rest and reconnoiter, and both of us have been very busy with church work. And the lodge. And busy with the Lodge. The Lodge has been taking a great deal of our time and attention during this winter season. And we probably ought to sort of a little later on in here in the podcast, we'll go through some of the progress there and talk right. about what we've been doing. Um, but, um, but let's talk about a positive. We've been walking on the property. Well, that has been good. Um, sort of one of the reasons we came here in I the know. first place. We love the we woods. We to be able to enjoy the yeah. woods and see God's handiwork in action, and um, we resolved that we needed to get back out and walk. One of the reasons was my diagnosis with type 2 diabetes. We said one of the things that we wanted to do was to get exercising on a regular basis, and we have been successful in doing that, and I'm losing weight, which is great news. And I'm staying, I guess, constant, but you know that's probably okay, too. But that's been good. All of that has been good. And, um, of course, Adi loves it. He likes to get out and run around and go full out, as Springer Spaniels are apt to do, and go sniffing around in the woods after things. Every now and then he does come out with a disgusting something, deer remains. But, uh, you know, that's the way of the wild, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's, all of that's been fine. Uh, so let's talk about the ways in which we have already fallen behind. Here we are uh, in late February, and I still have fruit tree pruning to do. That really needs to be completed during the month of February, so um, that, that's calling my name. Right, and seed starting. We're actually attending a seed starting workshop on this coming Monday, and we'll come home with at least one tray of um, tomatoes started, but... We have a lot more seeds we need to start, and we just need to get on that next week early. We are also behind on mulching. I have cardboard stacked up in about three different places waiting for us to use it to mulch around, primarily mulch around our fruit trees, yeah. and uh, that needs to be done. You've got some planting you well, wanted to do. Uh, while we're, before we leave mulching, I need to mulch out in one of the flower beds as well as um, where I planted onion earlier, um, some other vegetables I've planted already all need mulching. So you're right, that's that's got to be done. Um, while we're talking about planting, uh, let's hit the positive first. I did get some uh, planting done, and I, pl I bought some transplants of some brassicas, um, including some cauliflower and uh, some 
collards and some cabbage, put that out the other day, and already some varmint has been eating them. I went out this morning and looked at one of the cauliflower plants. is gone as if no trace, as if it never were there. Of course, I know it was there so um, because I planted it. <laughs> so that's rather painful, and we're going to take a few... Um, aspects of control measures there, maybe put out a trap and try to secure the fence. I'm suspecting a rabbit just because for it to be gone that completely, but I can't be sure that's what it is. Uh, so we'll just have to, you know, do the best we can. Um, we, uh, I also planted some potatoes the other day. I decided when I went to Farmer's Feed in Wetumpka that I could make the small investment of a dollar twenty to try my hand at some more potatoes. I've been unsuccessful in the past, so I followed the Alabama Master Gardener's suggestions of how to plant them as far as the depth and how far apart. So we shall see. And we have high hopes. Neither of us is a big uh, potato fan to begin with, so it was not crushing when our potatoes didn't work out. But we do understand that they are a staple and they are a good source right. of um, filler. And yeah, and these are those little new potatoes that will be pretty good. And actually, my long-range plan is to order some varieties of seed potatoes that are more like what are still available in South America. Blue potatoes. Exactly. Red potatoes. But these are plain old Irish potatoes. Well, they're not Irish. Would you say not. Irish? They're like little red okay. potatoes. Yeah. I, no, I'm avoiding the big Irish ones. The point is, if I can get these to work and, and know what I'm doing, then maybe I can branch out and try the more exotic version. Exactly. But that will cost us a lot more money to get started. So, you know, we've got to... And gotta, I, I think what you're doing makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. And uh, uh, one thing I want to back up before we leave uh, pruning completely, I did prune all my roses. And I, I didn't do yeah, you did well such a that. thorough job in the past couple of years. But because I'm committed to, um, yes, I love ornamentals anyway, but to have lots of blooming plants around that attract pollinators and those and, and hummingbirds. I mean, our knockout roses out there, we had hummingbirds all around yesterday, last year. So they needed pruning. And I did that. And that it was a sense of accomplishment that I had <laughs> about it. Something else that we are behind on is the cataloging of the fruit trees we've planted. We planted about 40 trees this winter. Mm -hmm. And um, now I need to organize them and get them on the database so we know what's planted where. It's yeah. not like I've lost track of it because I've got all the tags still on the trees. But we but can't that's leave those. Not, yeah, we I can't, can't depend on that to stay forever. Right. And we don't want to leave those tags on too long because the trees will grow and we don't want to cordon them off. So exactly. I think um, that's, that's important to do. Well, let's talk a little bit about the lodge. We, we promised that we would sort of fill you in on what's going on there. I guess the, the big news is the metal is on now and everything looks good there. Scott Rupert has framed up both the east porch, the big porch, and the southwest porch, which is a, a much smaller porch. Uh, we have not tried to put any screen cloth on and won't until fairly late in the process. Mm -hmm. um, I have my hands full doing my little job, which is the wiring for the home theater system. I've got speaker wire running all over the lodge, and all of that needs to be thoroughly in place before we blow in foam. Right. 
And of course, uh, the the foam is coming soon, but we have some things we have to do. Well, I think with the the faucet that we ordered, the faucet is faucet. is fast becoming the critical path that may hold us up because we had ordered one from e faucets several days ago. It's been well, it's been a week ago today, mm-hmm. and I still don't have confirmation that they've shipped it. So. Uh, I'm going to have to spend some time on the telephone with e-faucets trying to figure out why they haven't sent us a faucet. So mm-hmm. that's frustrating. And I know you're going to go through some budget review with Scott next week. Exactly. Just to make sure we're I'm on track. I'm going to try to organize everything that remains to be done and the funds available to do it and make sure they meet somewhere in a happy way. Good, yes. <laughs> well, I think we should talk about... Uh, some new knowledge that we gained last weekend. We were invited to the second, well, actually it was the third annual, it's but the, the second third, one that we were invited to. The second to, one for us. Um, of grafting Japanese maples at Quail Hollow Gardens, which is um, Coach Pat Dye's um, pride and joy, and, and rightfully so. It's a beautiful place. You are Filled. not all that interested in Japanese maples, and I could not be less interested in Japanese maples, but these are the most wonderful people, and we really enjoy spending time with them and learning from them all of the whys and wherefores of grafting. Because that knowledge is transferable to fruit trees. The grafting of Japanese maples well, Japanese maples are so prissy to begin with. But and, beautiful. They are beautiful. Uh, okay, if you say so. Um, but I guess from my standpoint as a fruit person, if you can get a Japanese maple to survive a graft, it should be comparatively uh, easy to get a peach or a plum or an apple or a pear to survive a graft. So... And, and I guess more accurately, it's not that the uh, rootstock doesn't survive the graft, it's whether the graft takes or not. Exactly. Whether the graft survives. Because it was interesting, I found a couple of rootstock plants uh, when I was working last weekend where obviously there had been an unsuccessful graft before. You could just tell. And the tree, the rootstock was still fine. So you just start over and you try another graft. Do another graft on the same rootstock, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's every indication that this one will take. So uh, we'll see. But Uh, but but that was interesting and fun, and we learned a lot. And um, as I say, just nice people. We may be doing some more grafting next week with Dr. Bill Shell. That's right. We'll we'll let you know. And and a particular interest that we have, especially I think that I have as far as the fruit tree grafting, is. Learning to develop some early blooming and early producing peach trees, because as we've talked about several times, I think, we keep having people tell us, you can't grow peach trees in Alabama without spraying, meaning spraying chemicals on them. And um, we do believe and have reason to believe that the earlier you can get your fruiting to happen, the less problem and pressure you have from pests, right? I agree. So we've had trouble locating uh, peach trees of an early variety, in particular that uh, May Gold. Yeah, we have uh, actually four now June Gold peaches. The reason we added the other two is that we had two out there, and they did very well. Mm-hmm. So we decided, hey, let's add another couple of those. So we got two more June Golds and one Sam Houston. 
Um, and we also have a couple of late season varieties that may turn out to be um, worthless and frustrating. But hey, we got we had to see for ourselves. Exactly. And but I guess where I'm going with that is that if we could somehow find a person who's got cyan wood that we can use from a rich from a well, there's a rich May too. Yeah, but I'm thinking May gold. May. We want May gold. May gold. Then uh, we can just use ordinary peach tree rootstock and do some grafting. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. our plan. So we'll we'll keep kneeling at the feet of those Japanese maple masters, hoping that's to right. learn as much as we can about the ways they improve the odds of grafts taking. And it's probably worth mentioning, uh, since we're heading into this, we're leaving to go to um, the Georgia Organics Conference, and we hope to learn more there about, not about grafting, but about uh, all kinds of things. And in particular, maybe we can make contact with some small growers who would have uh, trees like that, you know, some may go. Always a possibility. The Georgia Organics for us is sort of this year's Southern Sog. Southern Sog was in Little Rock, Arkansas. We decided we could not justify that trip, but we figure we can justify traveling to Columbus. So That's right. So uh, we plan to learn a lot at that conference and bring back that knowledge and share with you uh, in the coming weeks. But and, and I know you wanted us to talk a little bit about planting some types of vegetables that are considered fall veg. We say that with quotation marks. That's true. <laughs> but, and it's interesting, Bonnie Plants, which you know is one of the largest suppliers of, if not the largest supplier of transplants in the southeast as far as vegetables, um, <clears throat> they are releasing lots of, you know, Brussels sprouts and cabbage and cauliflower. I mentioned the varmint eating that. Um, collards. Of course, I've, I've planted collards in the summer before and had success. I even bought some spinach. And um, so we're going to try that. And if we don't get eaten up while the, while the little vegetables are tender, and that's really, I think, where the some of the damage is coming from is on the tender, young transplants. If we can get them to any size, that should help. But by the time they get big, it's probably going to be hot weather and we don't so know we how may well very these... well be talking about deploying some shade cloth, but we have yeah. shade cloth ready to go That's now, right. so um, we'll see how it goes. I'm intentionally planting some of these newer uh, fall veg over on a row that's close to where we have some afternoon shade, way over to the um, to the west to the west side of the garden where I've got trees uh, nearby. So. I hope that'll help, too. Okay. We'll see. Well, that sounds good. We're a little early finishing up, but I think we can go ahead and wrap things up and say goodbye. Hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll look forward to visiting with you soon. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleaffreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.